Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Chad. And I'm Steve. And you're watching or listening. Watching? Watching. The watching. 60 Second Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, monitoring, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing, podcast. It's the second episode of the night, and we're tired. And I'm still here. No, I was supposed to take my, I was supposed to take my flannel off so it looks like I changed clothes. I'm I was actually, supposed to flip my shirt around, actually. You, you joke about that, but I'm actually wearing this shirt for the second day in a row because I filmed a demo in it yesterday, and then I woke up this morning and I hated the demo. I was like, well, I wanted to wear this shirt in the demo, so I put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> so besides underwear and socks, I'm wearing the same exact clothes I wore yesterday. Tasty. And I'm running on a couple hours of sleep, so I'm having a great old time. Dad life. Yeah, dad life. Dad life. Oh, man. Do you have any kids, Chad? Not yet. Do you want one? <laughs> Not Get yet. It. Get it? Get it? I'm joking that I'm going to give my child away. I do have a car. I could take the time. You could take him somewhere. It's a long road. You could drop him off anywhere and he's not going to be able to figure out how to get home. I love people too much. You're going to get, you're going to take that kid. You're going to give him that kid. (laughs) (laughs) The older one is the one causing all the the problems. He's the one waking me up in the morning. The infant is actually pretty, pretty chill. That's just awesome. leave your Pretty just leave chill. your TV on all night. So I, when he wakes up, he just goes straight there. If I gave him an iPad to watch anytime he wanted, hmm. like that's the off switch. I can turn him off by giving him an iPad. But then I feel guilty yeah. because I'm a parent and I don't want to rot my kid's brain letting him watch just like random YouTube videos. It'll, dude, it'll long. just be like every morning is Saturday morning. Like you get I'm your trying two hours to be of, a good parent. Get your two hours of cartoons in first thing in the morning, and then uh... and he's making it tough by robbing daddy of all his sleep. <laughs> Someday he's going to wake up and realize, "Wow, dad's awake when I fall asleep at night, and he's awake when I wake him up in the morning." Is <laughs> <laughs> dad ever going to sleep? Does he ever? Is he ever asleep? <laughs> Do we have anything new, guys, other than my exhaustion? That's you got a new. You were exhausted last week. I do too. have a fresh beer. I, I should you guys practice fresh beers. I don't because I have to drive. I mean, I have to drive too, but it's like twenty-five minutes. It doesn't matter how far, Steve. Yeah, no one should drive intoxicated. Which is why you're going to drink it all right now as fast as you can. You got an hour to sober up. Oh my gosh, no. Um, <laughs> we're trying to come up with some. Steve and I have been trying to come up with some uh, drinking game ideas for like a holiday episode. Maybe I thought that was just going to be a thing that we did for entertainment. <laughs> oh, 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 here we go. I thought we were going to, because we all, we usually have like an episode or two we record around Christmas where it's like, we don't really have much going on and we have time to just kind of relax and get some drinks in us. So, so we, we have, a, I guess we have a couple, we had a couple different ideas, I guess, since, since the, you brought it up, I'll, we'll talk about it. I don't briefly. think any of us have anything else new to talk um, about. So why not? So the idea that Ryan has is classic drinking game where we watch other YouTubers videos or our own videos or listen to our own shows or whatever. I don't know. I didn't really hash that one out. Very and well. basically we drink on a uh, announcement cues. of like, Oh, this is this this uh this pedal's got haunting mids. Oh, that's a shot. True like, bypass. Finish your beer or whatever. They, like they clean up, you know, turn down the volume yeah. to clean up. You know, yeah, <laughs> so, you know, things that are cliches. Um, the one that I've been trying to pitch is less of a drink. It's not a drinking game in the sense of like how many can you drink. It's more of a drinking game of scaled entertainment, where the number of drinks that you drink is basically fixed 
Okay. And so it's drink drinks and then perform a task. So this was the one, Ryan, where I was saying like, um, where, you know, it was like, oh, we're going to, we're going to do this thing. And it's like, we're going to start with like, we're going to drink a shot and then we're going to do a thing. And then we're going to drink like another shot and then do a thing. I, I, if we do that, I think, cause we almost never actually play together. We've never played together on a video. I think we should do a little bass and guitar jam. Yeah. And <laughs> and there's some sort of trigger where we take a shot every time we mess up or every time like we lose our way or something. But I'm like saying that. like things like or that. Like, like maybe a timer. Oh, take take a drink every time you mess up. That's guaranteed death for both of us. Now here's here's <laughs> here's how we'd have to do it. You're talking about this scaled entertainment. It's on a timer. Yeah, so so like every every like we're jamming and then like Every two minutes, we have to grab a shot that's in front of us and take it without that's missing a beat. Predictable. And then people are going to watch us degrade. Right. Time. So that's what I'm saying. Or like every two minutes, how I don't know. short is this video going to be? I don't know how many shots you want to take. I don't know how long you want it to be. Anyway, so if it you takes a while for a shot to kick in before you start feeling it. That's that's true. That's true. But I mean, that's we get, fast forward. But that's we why I'm saying like shot. you should give it more spacing. So if it was a I 30- can always use the power and magic of editing. I'm just saying, like, Don't if we that. if we plan to like do like <laughs> a 30 minute songwriting jam, and you took a shot every six or every five minutes, that's six shots in half an hour. I don't right. know. Anyway, I got this idea from seeing on the React channel where they played Red Dead Redemption two on drunk mode, and what they did is like for each each uh, round they played, they would take a shot, and then the people who run the show would be like, "All right, we're going to start you off with." Like the single shot shotgun, but if you do an extra shot, we'll upgrade you to the double barrel shotgun. Okay, so, so I was like a reward figure, thing. So I was trying to figure out what like the what like the guitar equivalent of that would be. We should build solderless cables. Here's what we should do. No, here's what we should do. We should have a couple different tasks. It'll be like the Olympics. Yeah. Like one of the tasks could be like we swap. We both have to tune a guitar. Up from slack strings, okay, yeah, by, by ear. Oh, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> Maybe there's one string that's in tune, and you have to like tune up to it. I don't know. It's like things like that, like yeah. little skill based yeah. things. Yeah, we have to rod adjustments, like we talked. Trust rod adjustments. I like. The, I like. The, I like the. Uh, if we had two titans, we could do the the guard swap thing, and then what it would be is for like like I said, like the extra shot. So. A one shot, you just get like a regular screwdriver, but for two shots, you can have a ratcheting screwdriver. Oh my gosh. For three <laughs> shots, you can you have, have an electric screwdriver. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would say hit a Coke Doug, his, send it. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So we, we can gonna, borrow a Titan from Co. So so I'm sorry I said so that. So, what is this? going to be a relicking competition? <laughs> <laughs> Yours already has a few on there. Yeah, my Scott's I actually, played. I actually like play it. I do love the Titan. Oh, hey, before we... Before, so this is like... I should have asked this last time. So um, the I with the satin finishes on your guitar, is it like a satin nitro? Or is it just like a thin... We're doing satin polyurethane. Really is it thin real thin? So it's probably going to have the same kind of effect as the, the Titan because the Titan is like a, is a thin poly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's... Is it, 
could be polyester. It is satin, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's not nitro. Is it? It is nitro. It's some sort of poly or some sort of other thing. No, it is poly. I'm he, not sure if it's he, polyester or polyurethane. But he it's does real the thin. whole like UV cure thing. Yeah, don't do that. I don't. I don't know what actual paint he uses, but it's real thin and yeah. So it, relics, so it relics super fast. Yeah, super fast. I don't do the nitro because the satin stuff polishes out too quickly, mm. like within a few plays, and it's like, oh, it's kind of a glossy satin. Gotcha. Yeah. Thing. So. Also, if you do nitro, then like. If a pregnant woman walks by like a mile away, she's going to get birth defects and stuff like that. Is that how it works? Bad scene, yeah. All right, anyway. I wonder how I'm doing then. (laughs) Well, you're you're not currently a fetus, so you're okay. Uh, This is on a dark dark direction. Do we want to get into this? Let's get into an ad. Yeah, this first ad was sent in by Ryan. I Uh, did this. It says, this makes me a sad boy. Ryan, you put that on there? I did. That was my comment when I posted it. It makes me sad, uh, too. This is a Fender American Jaguar Strat- Stratocaster loaded body. <laughs> Sorry, I said that wrong. This is a Fender American Jaguar Strat Stratocaster loaded body Strat USA Candy Apple Red. Strat. A- Jaguar Strat loaded Strat. Candy what is strat. it? <laughs> <laughs> what body are we looking strat. at? Strat. <laughs> the did not do surgery on a grape? It's a... <laughs> It's a Strat Stratocaster Strat loaded Strat body. Uh, this is uh, in the USA for uh, $899 and 99 I bet the S in USA stands for Strat. It's, it stands for it's being, it's being sold by the Stratosphere. <laughs> so the Stratosphere is a, is a well-known eBay store. I believe it's also thestratosphere.com or stratosphere.com. It's, sure. How on earth did they get that one? Yeah, I don't know. That's incredible. They've had it forever, maybe. Since There's some like uh, climate scientist out there who's like just cursing. Him. I'm going to own this domain. <laughs> I wanted stratosphere. <laughs> I'll just settle for troposphere. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, I'm surprised I was able to pull that word out of thin air. <laughs> That's the story with my Instagram name, Jennings Guitar Co. Yeah. Someone has Jennings Guitars. Well, why do you think we're 60 cycle hum cast? Uh-huh. Yeah. We, think we wanted 60 cycle hum cast. We wanted 60 cycle hum.com. Who got nope. that one? Who's that one? I don't know. Some two man. Probably guy. just some dude sitting on it. Yeah. Some studio somewhere, like a recording studio. Probably someone we know. He's just really laughing good. At He's you, really good at you. SEO. <laughs> <laughs> no, we tried to snatch that stuff up pretty early. Oh no, yeah. So. Before we were. So, anyways, the the guitar that we're looking here at this ad is from the the recent Parallel Universe line from Fender, which you didn't know about. I didn't know about. I was under a rock of. You got your head so far up in your work that you don't know yeah. about the guitars that are coming out. This, this Someone could be making my own guitars, and I don't even know it. <laughs> China could be up on me already. You never know these days. Dude. So they came out with a whole line. They announced and displayed every single guitar from this line last winter NAM. And there's a bunch of funky stuff in it. This is honestly one of my favorites from the line just because it's so bizarre. It's the Jaguar Strat. It's a Strat body with Jaguar appointments to it. Jaguar pickups. Really funky pickguard thing going on. It's so bad that it circled back around to me liking it. Um, But you said it makes you a sad boy. It makes me a sad boy that the Stratosphere is parting it out. Okay. Because the Stratosphere is this eBay uh, seller that buys Fender guitars and parts them out so that they can make like $100 at a time because they can sell the bodies for slightly more than like they can sell the bodies and the necks and various components uh, 
and make a little bit more money than they, they would just sell the guitar whole, basically. Steve had some intel on the owner, right? Yes, it sounds like Steve was reading a, some sort of forum about the guy. Yeah, so... Um, Believe everything on forums. There's a lot of... I mean, know, if it's on the internet, it must be true. Obviously, yeah. it's, it's not completely verified, but there's some ideas like that. Um, I think it's generally accepted, first off, that what this person is doing is they're buying new guitars probably at a fairly discounted price, like well below MAP, um, and then parting them out and selling um, them as is. And and I I will say, like, I have heard a lot of people say for something brand new like this, it's not there. But, you know, if you have a specific year... I mean, this guitar came out like three months ago. That's when they released right. it. Right. But if you have like a specific year, like, oh, say you have a 2007 Strat and you dropped it and put a huge gash in the neck and it's like beyond repair because like you took out a chunk of the wood or whatever in the process, like you might be able to go on the stratosphere and find like a neck that is the sure. same, the same year based on serial. And then you could just put it in your neck and yeah, I mean, I whether think or not that parts caster, I'm not sure. I'm not, <laughs> not sure. I, I um, think it's more along the lines of people are building parts guitars. I don't think they're looking for replacement parts. I think they're like, Oh, if I'm going to, build a strap i want to start with an american strap body right well like, oh, here's, like a, here's, a, here's a here's a neck from a telecaster and i'll build a concept around it right you know and start it kinda, with the parts it kind of goes it kind of or like you have a mexican strat and you want to drop an american neck on it right um but uh some of the speculation that i was reading was that uh this guy might be an accountant who doesn't actually play a guitar he just saw this as a way to like you know, maybe he has a connection with a shipping company where he gets really cheap shipping all over the world. Maybe he's making like 50 bucks per thing he ships, but he's sure. shipping like 50 things at a time. So he's making like $2,500 a day. I mean, that's big numbers. I Is mean, that that's a lot that's of shipping. 50 times 50. I mean, yeah, you read somewhere a comment that like someone claimed to like live down the street from this guy or something like that. Or yeah, like, it was like a couple towns over or, or a couple towns over, but it's so he knows intimate details, but it's about like, his business. but it's, but <laughs> so the stratosphere, I know everything about everyone within a radius of at least four towns, but like the stratosphere, <laughs> the stratosphere is based out of New Hampshire. So it's not like when you say four, you know, four towns in San Diego, you're talking about sure. between here and four towns away. There's, 600,000 people. The town yeah. that I live in. In New Hampshire, like, four towns away is like 12 other people. The, the town that I live in that gets made fun of for being like ghetto and small or whatever and just being like a mall town or whatever is, I mean, bigger, is. is bigger than a lot of cities. Yes. Yeah. So that's a reality of where we live. Um, I have a different philosophy. Why are we geography podcasting right now? Okay, what's your philosophy on My this? philosophy is that they might be parting it out and then selling internationally to possibly avoid tariff codes, but I could be very ignorant in that thought process. I mean, it's possible. Who knows? Jeez, Mira Mesa has 72,000 people? I'm telling you, dude, there's a lot of people here. Is that where we're at right now? That's where we're at. <laughs> Welcome to Mira Mesa. Well, thank you. You just found out where you are. <laughs> That's freaking crazy. I know. That's 4,000 people per square mile. That's Did you just do that math or is no, it on the chart? Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> wow, Mir Mesa's got a Wikipedia? Cool. <laughs> yeah, your city council member is Chris Kate. We've <laughs> also got a Stargate. Not a lot of people know you that. You do have a Stargate. Yeah. What's that? Uh, you know, it's a gateway in which you can pass no? through Bro. a vast pieces of space you can pass through the stars you can go to an egyptian planet where there's egyptian really? aliens yeah, yeah. it's we a, have a stargate it, here it's for trans uh trans uh system 
<laughs> movement. Yeah. It's for traversing Tra- long distances. It's for space travel, but without seconds. going in space because space sucks. Yeah, it takes way too long. Don't go Just in space. Go through a gate. So do you go in a gate that give you drugs and you come out in space? No, you don't go to space. You go through the gate and then you come out yeah. where the other gate is. I mean, Kurt Russell's there. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. But the Egyptian <laughs> mood. <laughs> but they, there's this condo complex and they've built this big, they have all this dumb corporate art and one of them looks like a big Stargate that the road goes under. So I've been joking. They probably paid a lot of money for that dumb corporate so art. So much money. So much a friend money. Of, of, a friend of mine is like a metal worker. Uh-huh. And all I know is he seems like he's doing well enough. Is he doing this metal art? I don't know. It's let's get back to this. Possible. Let's get back to this guitar. Another thing about it that frustrates me is that it's red. It's a, two, like red it's a two thousand dollar guitar when it's whole. He's selling the body for nine hundred dollars. We found the neck for what was it six hundred? Yeah. So it's like he is getting these below cost to be flipping them for parts and be making a profit. Maybe it was more, but it sat on his shelf for 90 days, so he's dropped the price. <laughs> 90 days. <laughs> but I, the thing that makes me upset about this guitar in particular, because this isn't just a Strat. It's not just a Tele. It's not you know, just a regular offset. It's a very unique, like, low-run guitar right. that they only ran for, like, a month, and then it's over, and they've permanently separated it from the neck. I suppose I could buy this and the neck from the same seller and get it at a price cheaper as long as they do have oh, that assembly. assembly yeah I mean I could assemble it just fine and then you could smaller? probably since it's so rare free shipping in like oh, five sure. years you could probably flip it for a big profit I don't know if there's actually any flip to these I mean I think that's decades down the road before you see these become a collector's item if they ever do but I think it's a cool guitar and I think it's a memorable guitar, and I'm sad to see it parted out. Is really the only thing I found interesting about this whole situation. I don't like that the uh, there's no flow. There's no flow. There's kind of flow in the horn, in the lower horn. You're just yeah. talking about the general design. There's just well, it kind of has this Burns vibe to it, where it's like things are so funky that it becomes like its identity, you know. Well, but like I can, I can I spend be, a lot of time analyzing curves on the I know, guitar. But I can, <laughs> but I can, I can be, I can be honest and aware. I'm an artist. I, I don't know if you know about me. I'm a graphic designer for a profession. No way. So I can follow lines. I know what things look good and look bad. I'm saying that this looks so bad that it circles back around to me liking it. That's my feelings That's on the Jaguar strap. I will only say that the uh, jack plate, which is the Jaguar jack plate. That hurts my feelings. <laughs> it almost comes off the edge of the guitar. <laughs> it's not, it's really close. It's like it's like pl- it doesn't because and I was like because I was looking I was like what is wrong with that and then like uh, I mean and this oh, big you, I guess Ryan has the Mustang back here and the jack plate follows the curve of the body. This is actually going against the curve well, of the kinda, body. I kind of like that, even though it looks so you should, weird. You and should dumb. know better. I know, but. I like the guitar if I look at the top half, and I kind of like it when I look at just it the bottom took, half, but all of it together, I, I don't know. It took balls for them to do this. Can we admit that? How many parallel universe instruments are they making? Like, what Also, is- what is up with that toggle switch, three-way toggle that's like parallel to the neck, like right that's in your a- strum pattern? I, that's like, uh, arguably, mine's kind of right there, too, but like... 
Not there. <laughs> uh, I think that's fine. I mean, I play the airline that's got 16 knobs right above where you strum. Oh, my gosh. And it's fine. <laughs> You pull some Jimi Hendrix stuff on that thing. <laughs> Let's move on to the topic, which feeds into this. Um, let me see if I can pull it up so we can see who suggested it. Oh, uh, it's the first one. Nick Stewart asked, if you put a Made in Mexico neck on a near-year Made in Mexico body, do you have a parts caster? And he puts it in parentheses for resale purposes. So this, to me, it sounds like he has an actual scenario in his flipping life over here or his resale life, whatever it is, where he's putting, let's just say that he's putting like a 2007 Mexican neck on a 2008 Mexican body. Is that a parts caster? No comment. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not bad. Technically, I guess it is, but like, I don't know. It's made in Mexico. It's like not that expensive, anyways. No, okay, so like, so like, let's up it. Like, okay, it's a 2006 American Strat and a you know a 2007 American Strat neck. Here's the thing I don't know: is are the serial numbers stamped on the body somewhere? No. So, you sure? I don't think so. There's at least dates on the bodies. You might be right with no serial number on it. Yeah. But do the dates on the body and neck usually match? Every, I don't every, think they ever do. Every time I've... Yeah, I don't think you would ever be able to track down that information. I don't think even Fender keeps Would they track even be like... Would they be the same year even? Whenever I've taken... Interesting. Whenever I've taken a neck off of a body, I haven't seen any sort of serial number. There might be like a signature that I just think is like quality control or the person who finished it or something like that. There'll be a little bit of like, like two letters, like someone's initials or something like that. Maybe I'm super wrong, but that's the way I remember it being. But of course, I'm ne- I don't buy tons of USA fenders. I'll say that <laughs> I tend to buy a lot of Mexican stuff. You seem like I feel like you think you have a controversial take on this. Me? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. I I don't really like get yourself in trouble, opinion, dude. It's it's a made in Mexico guitar. It's like they're not worth. But, that I, much but I'm money. saying like, what if it was like a an American Strat? Is that still the Maybe same thing? Maybe because it's higher value, so. It, in my opinion, I, I feel like I would hold a higher value instrument to, I guess, a higher standard. Here, Here's like the issue that I'm having. Like, where is the line where if you did <clears> this, <throat> you would have to disclose to the buyer to be like morally on the level that it's, that it's combined parts from different guitars? I feel like if I had uh, two different, like a neck and a body from two Mexican strats that were very close in age, same year adjacent years i could put those together and not tell a used buyer what i had done and just be like here's here's a strat where like if there was a big enough separation in years or in model style then at some point like 90s versus 2000s yeah at some point it becomes something you have to disclose where's the disclosure the disclosure line on this concept that's really the issue i think i think it's situation by situation i think it's only in a I think you only necessarily have to disclose it if you think that it's a selling point. Or if it's something that's a detriment to it. Yeah. Right. But so what I mean is like, okay, if I've got a 19, you know, a 1980s MIA body and I'm slapping a 2003 MIA neck, which the mod, the Fender standard, or the Fender standard American Stratocaster did not change from like 1988 until 2008. Yeah. They built it exactly, well, theoretically exactly the same way. Like all the base components, all the hardware is the I thought same. We were talking about guitars for thirty years. 
What up? Said base components. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm still on it. We're tired. Still on it. I'm so, exhausted. I'm like, I'm like on a different level right you've now. Like, you've got your second wind going. So, um, so like I, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think as long as you're not trying to sell it as something it isn't. Mm. So if, if I'm listing that, I say Fender American Stratocaster, whatever. If someone says like what year is it, then I'm gonna say like, well, it's a you know, it's a nineteen eighty body. You send a picture of the serial number and you say, figure it out. <laughs> you translate, please. <laughs> well, I mean, there is that. That that is an option that's a little shady. Sure. But I think if all the parts are designed to go together, it doesn't really matter who assembled it necessarily. And and again, unless there's some kind of like indicator on the body of a stamp or a serial, which which I don't think there is and you know 19 uh, 1988 with like a 2003 or whatever like that's a pretty broad range if it was like a 1998 body and a 2003 neck like super don't care yeah it's pure it's i think all of those would fall under the category of period correct yeah it's the same equivalency you know where people are if i you if you've got a uh 1958 Gibson Les Paul and your your uh, your pickup or your pickup selector switch ring cracks. Do those have a selector switch ring? I don't know. I don't know. If they did, okay. if you have a, and you're sorry, uh, here's something that you have. If your knob cracks just from you know plastic cracking over That's, time, sounds really uncomfortable. Um, your knob it cracks on your knob. Jeez, um, <laughs> you know you're you're gonna you're gonna pay. Uh, you know, five hundred dollars for a period correct knob in order right. to to re up the value, and you're going to say, oh, every and when you go to sell it, you're going to say everything on this guitar is period correct. You're just going to sell sell it as 1958 Gibson Les Paul period. But you correct. are definitely going to take that cracked uh, switch ring and probably put it in the case. No, you're going to put it on eBay, and someone's going to buy that for seventy five bucks. I guarantee you. It's probably made out of cellulose, so you could just or celluloid, so you could just put a match under it and watch it. <laughs> I had that happen in my shop. They're cutting <laughs> celluloid. Is that what it is? Celluloid? I think it's celluloid. Guard. Yeah, you're supposed to know what it is. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, whatever. Just put it on. It looks good. <laughs> We're cutting it out in the shop, and one of the bits gummed up, and it just started burning. And the fire started underneath the pit guard, but fortunately, it was underneath, so it kind of suffocated itself. But Dang. Devin was working in the shop, ran over, grabbed the fire extinguisher, and was like. <sighs> yeah, I, think, I think it's celluloid that does that. Yeah. That is the second fire we've had in our shop, by the way. What? First one. Well, tell us about the third and the fourth one. Well, there's not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you were really close to uh, California burning down. You could like see it from your shop, right? Yeah. It was If the wind had changed direction, it probably never got to me because I'm surrounded by like farming fields. Okay. But, but it was definitely like five miles away, maybe ten, and uh, the wind was blowing. I don't know. My shop's here. The wind was blowing that way, so the fire kind of came this way and went that gotcha. way. I have, I have like Camarillo PTSD. Every time I'm driving through there, like I start getting feeling really anxious. Really? So I, I forget. It was this was maybe. We really super just changed the topic. Yeah. Sorry. Guys. I don't remember. I don't remember <laughs> how many years ago it was, but I was driving through Camarillo when um, it's a happy place. A semi tractor trailer down the uh, hill. Uh, go, coming down the hill. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were coming down the hill, and at the bottom of the hill, the the semi truck caught fire, and 
like the whole thing caught on fire and so basically they shut like what is that the 101 down to like single lane this was like during rush hour uh. so basically i was moving from the top of the hill down to like that point and it took like two hours oh man and then for everyone like that's a mile yeah maybe two it's miles. like yeah. maybe two miles and that's By where the, the fire was on that hill oh, okay it's and that's a, what i was watching from my shop it's uh. a miracle that you're here today because it's been raining all day and he drove super far he drove from ventura down to san diego and if you know la it should have traffic it should have been a nightmare like steve and i were talking before we knew you had left and we're like should we tell him to stay home and i was just like let's leave it up to him he's a big boy i hit 20 maybe 30 minutes worth of traffic the whole way down to san diego you can leave at four in the morning and you'll probably hit more traffic than that. I got stuck at the taco shop for an extra five minutes, and Ryan thought I was. I thought you died. up in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, dude, what took you so long? It took like thirty minutes. It Ryan usually takes twenty. To wrap up this topic, it's not a problem until it's a problem, and it's not a bene- It's not like a selling point until it's a selling point. So, like, yeah. I mean, if there's not an issue, this you don't need to disclose it. I guess. But be honest, and that, it sounded like that's what Nick was trying to do. Nick Stewart here. Yeah. Trying to be honest. But. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be clean, like, I don't think it's unfair to ask a non-parts caster price for this. But if you want to disclose, disclose. But I wouldn't think of that I'd, necessarily as a parts caster. I'd say, like, the only reason you need to be honest is if there is a difference between, you know, the features that were available on the body of the guitar that came with the neck with a specific year serial number. So like say that that neck comes with a body that's a very specific color. Right. And that person looks at the serial number one day and they're like, how come my guitar did, isn't in one of these colors from oh, that year? Oh, I hadn't year? thought about that. Or oh. like how come it doesn't have these features from that year? So like if you're jumping to different features between those two models that you're swapping parts, then I think that's something you should disclose. But, even- but it's like if you've, if you've got a, a, you know, a black Mexican Strat with a white pick guard and single coils and all the hardware is the same in between 2009 and 2010 and you're swapping necks for 2010 neck. Who cares? But I mean, technically, like just going color to color, I think Fender does track that. Yeah. So no, if you go from red certain, to blue, like they're going to be like, oh, no, this is supposed to be a red guitar. I mean, Yours like, must be a fake. Like this, this huh. year, like all the new Fender stuff is in a new line. It's like called by new line yeah the new mexican line is called the players yeah so like if you took a neck from this year and threw it on a mexican strap from last year hold up player then that would be an issue (laughs) bottom line i wasn't expecting that little hold up player from steve (laughs) (laughs) all right we we shut the door on this all right Uh, this week's episode is sponsored by chase bliss audio yeah I don't... Oh, the, there's two of them right back there. There's a Dark World and there's the Thermae. I had them out because I was playing with them. Don't kill them. I think I'm going to be next to them at NAMM, actually. Oh, yeah? Oh. You're, are you going to have your own booth? Or you am gonna I going to say anything about booth. this? Or cool. I just it? We didn't talk about that, did we? Oh, no, we didn't. I'm uh, going to NAMM. I'll have cool. my own booth. I'm going to NAMM, too. Anyone I'll should be, visit me. I'll be at a booth as well. You should come by and smash one of my guitars. Oh, you, you are going to be at... Yeah. We got to figure out what I'm doing at NAM this You're year. You're going to talk to people and be a friendly podcast co-host. Yeah. I'm going to try to actually go up for more than I one really day this year. All right, colors on the thermos. I know. Yeah, These two go together so well. The silver They're and like the blue. peanut butter and jelly. Like they look like they were made for each other. The dark world and the thermos is what we're talking about. 
Um, there's Chase, a lot of knobs and switches. There's there. a lot of knobs and switches on these pedals. Uh, Chase Bliss Audio, they sponsor this episode. They're so cool. If there's any reason to support anyone who sponsors our show, it's not just because they have cool products that are awesome. It's because they make this show possible and they put money in Steve and I's pockets so we can put diapers on our babies and yeah. food in our kids' mouths. But Chase Bliss legitimately makes amazing stuff that you want to have anyways. The Dark World is flat out, I think, my favorite Chase Bliss pedal so far. It scratches so many itches for me. It's got this kind of surfy, drippy-voiced reverb to it. It does crazy, ambient, weird stuff for my church playing. It's a reverb for both my live playing experiences. It's like like they designed it for me. And that's like a hard (laughs) thing for you to find, like a reverb that does both easily. It's extremely hard. I'm typically completely rechanging my board every time I switch from playing a church gig to my surf rock gig. But can it do this? Do what? The Fender. Oh, the Fender? It's, I, I'm going to do a video where I compare this and a couple other pedals to the Fender unit. This, I, this isn't going to be close to the Fender traditional sound, but I think it's got a very nice surfy vibe to it, and it's useful in a surfy situation. So I, I'm a fan of it, and I'm, I'll defend it as a surf rock reverb. I flat out will. I really yeah. wish everyone could hear the rain right now. <laughs> I know. It's coming it's down nuts. out there. All right. Chaseless really... Audio. Hey, let's finish this Sorry, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Digital Brain Analog Heart. Uh, check it out. ChaseBlissAudio.com. This episode is also brought to you by Gun Street Wiring Shop. That was gun sounds. <laughs> <laughs> if you need, admire your if confidence. If you need a custom wiring uh, for whatever your guitar mm-hmm. is, hit them up. Check out their website look through what they have to offer basically what ryan loves about it and it's absolutely true is they're going to send you your harness pretty much completely pre-assembled even for mine which uh had like humbucker splitting options uh i basically i think only had to solder uh one two three four like six points yeah. to do all of mine for something simpler you're only going to basically have to solder uh, your pickups and your ins and outs. So, that, you know, it just depends on what you've got. I mean, for but... rewiring my SG, I would have had to solder. Oh, no, you don't solder the ins and outs because they're already connected. Yeah, I would have had to solder. Let me count right now. Oh, they, are, 6, they aren't connected. Thousand points I would have had to solder for my SG. Uh, it, the thing I say all the time because it's true is it turns uh, rewiring your guitar from a Saturday project into a lunch break project. It's a yes. flat out time saver. I'm never gonna rewire my SG all by myself ever again. You know, the thing it's that, a confidence builder for the DIY guy too. Oh, totally. Yeah. And the thing that I will add on to that is, is I mean, I'm surprised anything that you've ever soldered works. I know um, it usually doesn't the first or fourth time. I'm a little more comfortable <laughs> soldering, but but the level of detail and the quality of work that they do on it's things sharp. like the uh, like the push pull pots, which is a very tight space to work in. Yeah. Like I'm comfortable with strat switches, like the classic five way switches and all that stuff. But the push pull pot, like everything's very close together. Yeah, and it's super clean work. So uh, go check them out, Gun Street. Uh, wiringshop.com last but not least this episode is brought to you by sinusoid i didn't write down oh this week we're talking about tech flex yeah a whole bunch of colors of tech flex you put it on a bunch of different colors of cable ryan and i are trying to figure out what colors tech flex and cable we should be getting i like this one i I love this one i I specially requested that yeah i'm gonna have to get one of those uh i have like a whole stripes theme with my surf rock band so i got Uh. that to go with that and it looks really cool on stage but uh steve and i have been throwing around an idea for a signature 60 cycle hum 
uh, cable. So maybe that'll happen sometime here in the future. That's what we're debating. We're trying to figure out the color. Uh, do we do the color that flies with the logo or do we do something different? Super classy. Maybe something that only super rich Steve. Ooh, super rich Steve cable. Would be uh, attracted to. We also need to figure out which direction we want the cable to go because it's very important to us to have directional cables. I don't know if you're aware, but I'm joking, right? Anyway, now. They, they have uh, they <laughs> have like mm, they have a whole bunch of uh, color options for TechFlex again and and for cable and you know red TechFlex on a white cable looks completely different than red TechFlex on a black cable. So um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, options. Definitely something to hit them up about. Look at what they what they have and uh, order something. Sinusoid.com. They make cables. And smiles. All right. This uh, episode was uh, – this episode. This uh, next ad was sent in by uh, Nick Poppin. Nick. This Good old is Nick. This is the Bad Nick, Seeds Nick, Nick. Custom Bad Seed 2017. I wish I had the sound effect for the air horn after you did that. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> this Bad Seeds Custom is a unique take on some other or some rather ahem famous guitars from its subtly offset semi-hollow to the custom Bad Seed logo plaque. It's a great playing and one-of-a-kind guitar conceived as sort of a postmodern interpolation of the Valco design philosophy. This guitar has been streamlined to provide the bare essentials while also retaining a degree of flexibility. I don't even know what the hell that's supposed to mean. Man, he's talking it up. The pickups are <laughs> overwound Al Nickel 2 humbuckers and wired up a la Gibson. So they were. Wait, what was that? Ola Gibson. A L A Gibson. Yeah, Ola Gibson. Uh, the compensated bridge is a junior style wraparound. Sealed vintage style tuners round out the top. Scale length is 24 three quarters. Professionally set up and plays great with incredibly low action. Is a fast playing guitar. Neck is straight and frets are like new. Blah, blah. Don't care. Uh, this is being sold on Reverb. There is one available from uh, Metropole is, Vintage. Guys, I just looked it up. Sure, there is. I found a Bad Seed Guitars website, but I don't think it's the same company. And I, I don't, don't want, think it is either because that company actually specializes in aluminum body guitars. Yeah. Well, here's what it says: the world's first and only collectible titanium body guitars and oh titanium oh. body sorry i mean titanium this is an crazy. aluminum alloy steve so no, you're not almost there yeah it is titanium is its own thing i don't think so dude uh, let's look it up I'm on steve's what steve's is ty it's, it's a titanium metal it's, can I spell it? it's ti yeah also what am i thinking of shoot then? me down i won't run i have titanium <laughs> People also search for iron oxide and aluminum oxide. AKA it's a pure metal. <laughs> it's not. What am I oxide. thinking of? Then? I have no idea. Oh wait, it autocorrected to titanium dioxide. <laughs> this is ruining the show oh right now. Oh my gosh. It really is a great song. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out later. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I don't think this Bad Seeds guitar is made by that same company. I don't want us to sound like we're uh, titanium is a chemical element with symbol TI and atomic number twenty two. But I think like the titanium that we use is actually an alloy. I don't mm, think it's straight you titanium. Could right. You could be right. All I know is the titanium that my ring was made out of is was pure titanium like all right it is what they was. are you thinking of aircraft aluminum versus 
I, think I don't know. Where did I get this information? I've been this ring r- is running around of, with it for a long time. This ring is made out of silicone. Yeah. This ring is made out of white gold. Oh. That's racist. <laughs> no, it's not. He has to get you back for the last show. It's not like I hate Italians or anything. <laughs> uh, so what do we think about this? Um... I th- I thought this would be an interesting guitar to talk about with with Chad here, but since you make guitars, it has so many different signs of so many things. It does because it's like there's parts of it where like it looks like those this sound is kind holes? of kind of well done, and the parts of it is like ooh, it kind of feels like a like a county fair like display thing from a, like a college or something like that. My take is it's a Chinese guitar, copy guitar. Interesting. And then somebody has done a lot of custom stuff being like that headstock. It's a very cheap, yeah. generic strap well, type headstock, but a it's lot a of, set neck. A lot of people have trouble designing good headstocks. And there's a lot of guitar companies out there. You're one of them. You have a good headstock, though. You have Thank a good you. look locked in. But a lot of people have a lot of trouble designing a good headstock, and they kind of just like default to something that looks kind of cheap, in my opinion. Dude, you guys totally. nailed it. So I found this on, on expired out on Reverb. It's a 2016 vintage Obset 335 semi hollow guitar. Blah 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 blah. But um, it's basically the exact same thing. But it's the vintage brand. Vintage is like an oh, importer. Oh shoot! Yeah, um, that's like a super import brand. It says vintage is a brand name from UK, not for retail sale in the USA. It appears to be made in Eastern Europe. And that's totally Very like limited. a nut you would get on. Like an Generic import, Chinese yeah, yeah, import. Thank you. So vintage, I'm pretty sure is just a is just <laughs> a, is just uh, <laughs> having their guitars built by some import company, or this person is just slapping their their badge on there. That's what it looks like. Someone's like, boom, custom. Because he's got what's really crazy to me is he has what looks like brass humbucker covers. It's kind of cool. I kind in of a lot of that. lot of ways. Like the brass humbuckers are cool, and it actually looks really good on that. Yeah, metallic yeah. blue. And there's a lot of mixed metals going on here that works somehow because the body's so metallic. It's like this turquoise metallic. And there's a like black Pelham bridge sort of on thing. it, and that yeah. kind of makes sense too. Metallic black bridge, black switch on here, aluminum knobs, like kind of a vintagey, bra- ampy kind of brass humbucker covers, and somehow it all works together. And what would you call those inlays? They're kind of like triangles. They the look pointy triangles, kind of like almost terms. like a a tribal flourish. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it kind of well, is they a, match the they match the f holes. They kind of look like a Klingon knife. I would argue to say that if this person had enough know how to put brass pickup covers on and kind of rivet a brass plaque and possibly etch a brass plaque that they probably knew how to do a good setup and probably the frets are fairly level and the guitar set up pretty decently. That's a good it's point. A, I didn't it's know, an assumption. It's a big assumption. I didn't know where you're going with that, but I'm I'm assuming that if a, they do know how to work with metal, then they probably worked on the frets. So you know, but then again, you, it's a plastic nut. So it's right. like, so you could probably get this guitar. Yeah, why don't they have a brass nut without if they work so much brass? Like you could probably get it with just like a single pull set or um, like yeah, I got, for lack of a better term, like for the bridge. Uh, the single holes, um, otherwise blank, bo- like no hardware body. You could probably buy this from find like find them on Alibaba or whatever. Sure, or DH Gate. Yeah, um, and and have a bunch of them shipped, and they would be like 150 bucks a piece. Now you just have to source the pickups and do the work. Yeah, some companies do that. 
The thing I don't like about this guitar is I don't like the F holes. I'm not a fan. Really? I was I was on more of the up and plus side of them. You like them? But I also don't like... They're not quite there, but I think they have good flow, and they change up the guitar. And I'm a big fan of Dave Grohl's I was about to say, I don't like that guitar. You don't like Dave Grohl's Pelham Blue? I don't like the diamond F-holes. I like a nice, classy, scroll F-hole. I'm with you on that, but it really matches Dave Grohl. Yeah, I can agree with that. I just I don't have any desire for that guitar at all. I like the Foo Fighters. I mean, who doesn't like the Foo Fighters? The Foo Fighters are like the peanut butter of rock and roll. Everyone likes them, except the people who are like deadly allergic to them. Hey, Ryan, we just made it onto Feedspot Blog Reader's Top 30 Guitar Podcast you must subscribe and listen to. There's 30 guitar podcasts? <laughs> I'm going to do some more research. <laughs> That's great. We made it in the top of everybody. Well, if we are if in the, you're group, the top 30, how many are there? <laughs> To do there's, top 30. The sad thing about it is that there's 31 and there's just one person who got less top the list. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> I, this is such a strange list. Way to change the topic, Steve. I, it just came up. The gear slum made it. The flipping flippers did not make it. What do you guys think about the price of this guitar? It's 700 bucks. How much is the one that you found, Steve? The, I thought it was like four to six. Or um, like that, or like it was like 400, I think, 450. I think 700 is a bit much. Yeah. I want to know about this orange uh, Jaguar that's link. over here on the side of the frame. You know, it's one of those guitars where it's like, if you played it, you might have a different take on it. That's true. But I don't think I would, you know, make the email or the call off of Craigslist for this thing for 700 bucks to go try it out. Do you ever pay more than 200 bucks for a guitar? That's a good question. I don't. I think if I... <laughs> I, mean, I, I you know, I kind of... You took me through the collection earlier. <laughs> I kind of agree with that from like a effort standpoint. Like if I was in Guitar Center and I saw this on the used wall, I might pull it off and be like, oh, this, oh yeah, this is weird. What's it, this all about? And every once in a while, those guitars speak to you too. Yeah, but I want—I definitely don't think I would. Just because like a guitar driver. speaks to you doesn't mean that you pay what the person's. I want to want to like do the work of emailing and going to a person's house or whatever to place try of work it. to try it I mean, out. It's you, like the guitar you pick up, like you said, at a store that already yeah. had it. While you happen to be there, and then you maybe think twice about it. And then I you feel maybe like negotiate about it. I'd be three hundred and seventy-five dollars. Curious about this guitar if i was in a store and i picked it up and it played nice and i didn't know anything about it i i if i fell in love with it there on the spot because it played good i might okay, buy it 375 that, that in store amount. how low does this have to be to get you to shoot an email or text or Ooh, whatever? man it's got it's got to be 200 200 yeah this say, guy's got me figured out already 200 is like gonna scare you away though because you're going to think semi-hollow body, 200 no, bucks. No, because, dude, be you got that hammer for 200 and that thing was sick. I kind of wish I never sold that. Yeah, you bastard. I wish I would have bought it's that okay, off you. Okay, you might have a navigator soon. It'll sound better than that anyways. <laughs> the, the, I had this semi-hollow. It was like a 335 clone that was one of Hamer's imports. But the thing is, like, the, a 335 has a split top on it. It's got two, like, book-matched pieces. This had a solid top on it. Most of them are laminate tops. Oh, are they? What yeah, am I thinking they're, of? They're glued tops. Well, know. anyways, this, cheap, this cheap hammer had a, a solid top on it. It's, it's like possible. A, and it was a great guitar, and I only sold it because I wasn't what? using it. Wait, wait, was it a solid top? It was solid. How do you know it was solid? Because you can see the edges of the woods in the F-hole. 
Uh, and it's listed as being solid good top. Point. Good that would have sounded awesome. Yeah, and I sold that thing for too cheap. Too cheap. I sold it maybe for like two hundred. Maybe bucks. it would have. Sent, maybe the lamb top is the secret to the tone. I should have stuck the, that thing the in the case. The lamb top secret. Soft. It's not as I don't know, articulate. Yeah. We're talking about guitar building. This is your podcast. All right, this is my let podcast. me ask. Let me. You're uh, a guest. You get to take over if you want. Let me ask this question: If you wanted to steal this guitar, how um, would you go about doing it? Okay, we're moving on to the topic. <laughs> so, someone posted the video that was posted like two a, years a ago. Year, yeah, almost two years ago. It'll be two years in January. Some kid went into a guitar store. And shoved a guitar down his pants. It wasn't just a guitar. It was like a Fender Professional or whatever. It was like a, the store said it was a $1,700 guitar. Whoa. Yeah. It was something. It was a real guitar to lift. So he shoves it in his pants and he walks out with a guitar down his pants and gets away with the, uh, with the heist here, basically. So my thought was... Uh, how would you guys like to heist some guitars? Like, let's put a team together, and what's like the perfect, you know, Ocean's Eleven situation over at Guitar Center? Well, well, I'm gonna let you guys I'm think g- about how a you guitar would center do it. or like or at any guitar shop. Like, pick a guitar. Does shop. my shop count? No, we're not gonna steal from you. Well, you guys are too nice, but we're hypothetically you're speaking on the right team. Now. I mean, you could steal from yourself and do like an insurance grift. I had a guy. <laughs> Steel drills out of my shop when I was inside the shop. And what? it's a small shop. Well, I used to steal donuts out of Albertsons when I, my <laughs> boss was in the shop when I was working there. That's donuts, <laughs> though. Drills are different from donuts. Dude, sometimes I take a pack of, like, I, I sometimes I use one too many Post-it notes, and I get worried. <laughs> At work? Listen, the donuts were in the trash can. <laughs> Still stealing, but they were in the trash can. <laughs> It, was the, crime? it wasn't a trash can trash can. It was the donut trash can that only donut goes the into. Donut. But then they go into the, the they donut go, trash they go into the trash can after that. But they, I would pick the I would pick up the donuts that were on top of other donuts. I wasn't eating trash cans out of the bottom of a trash can. They were on top of other donuts and they were they, they, they were a day old and they had to throw them out, but they were still fresh enough for me. That's one of those things I would have gotten fired for at Costco. Oh, I would have been fired for that if they had caught me for sure. Dude, oh, really? I think you just yeah. I think but you I just knew, titled this episode. Fresh enough for me, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like I knew the spot in the bakery where there wasn't uh, a security cam covering it. All right, <laughs> so how? So I think how are we gonna do this? I think a guitar center or a Sam Ash or something like. I oh, think Sam it, Ash would be a fun one. They have some cool. Like, it would be. I think it would actually there. be hard to steal from a Sam Ash. Yeah, they're uh, hard to steal from any of them. Not good. Depending on. I mean, Guitar the, Center's well, got that person at the front desk. No, they don't. Not wants to see your receipt. No, they, they don't. Got, do they, they don't. Anymore? They haven't done that for years. Well, it's time to go steal from them. I'll just say, uh, at least the guitar centers here are like very. There's a lot of rows. There's a lot of places to hide in those in like our guitar center. I think with any good heist, you, like different people on the team need different roles, and in a guitar center situation, we definitely need someone to be the distraction. We need someone. Like on the back end of the store to knock over like domino style like fifteen <laughs> He's about this fifteen Martins all no, at the bro. same time. And the distraction like, is you. Everyone's running to the back of the Just shop. Just like that lean where you're like, whoa. Yeah. The distraction so, is you. Are you saying that I need to sexy it up? No, I'm Am I the honeypot? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying 
is you go over to the uh, the hundred watt garbage solid state stuff with the big reverb tanks, strat, reverb at ten, amp at whatever you need it to be at to blow up the entire store. Yeah, full on miserlu. Yeah, I like it. Anytime any sales associate starts coming near you, you just start staring at them like. What can I can I can I help you? I'm going to buy this guitar if I like it. I'm I'm a customer. <laughs> so do you think that's going to distract hardened guitar center employees? Ooh, I mean they put up with that all freaking. Well, day, I'm thinking dude. like something like something surf rock is is enough weirdness to like be like what? What's no, going it's got to be something that's going to get the attention of everyone working in the shop and get them into one place at the, at the same time. You're going to have to bring in the pedal board as a distraction and start busting out some sounds. Yeah, get weird, You need maybe. that. You need that. Uh, I want to demo this board with my amp. With need, the amp I want to buy. You need that gold pedal. That was the Maris. Uh, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We need a big enough team to do it, but it's possible. How big of a team these, do you need? These people work on commission, right? Okay. All do you they? have to do is get more people on our team than they have employees in the store. <laughs> and you're talking you, handoffs? I'm talking you get every single employee busy oh, trying gotcha. to make a sale while how many people the do you think that takes? Probably like ten. Three to five? But if you can if you can At get Sam Ash it is like five. If for you sure. can, if you can get ten people on the team and and you know haul ten guitars out of there that's a grift. I don't okay okay the only way you're going to haul 10 guitars out of there is to use my part of the plan which does require tools. Okay. You need wire oh. cutters Ooh. and screwdrivers. I just had an idea. You're going to clip wires inside the amp? Trojan <laughs> Trojan horse. Trojan horse. You get a big old Ampag cab, you sell it to them. You got a man on the inside. He's been hiding in the cab. <laughs> It's so heavy. No one would know there was a person inside. You know they're not going to ever open that thing up. They don't check as long as it works. You don't they're think fine. they're going to test? You're going to put a person inside of it and play test it? Yeah. I guess if they got earplugs, they put yeah, the put the, emotions? put the firing range uh, earmuffs on okay. them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's enough breathability in there. They they they'll they're serve, ported. They're ported. They'll You're survive right. the night. They wait. Who's going to open the back? It'll be rigged so that they can open it themselves. Magnets, kind of like Magnets, the guitar up there. Yeah, magnets. How do How those they work? work? How do they work? <laughs> so that then you've got a man on the inside. He doesn't work this alone. He, if there's a guard, he has to incapacitate the guard. It's just what it comes down to. You're gonna if you're gonna run a heist, you have to take care of the guard. It can be non lethal. Taser for it? I think taser's not it. Not I think much. you got to go drugs. Do guitar centers have? Guards? I hope so. If they don't, they're going to get stolen. They will from after this time. one. Well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm thinking like chloroform or like uh, a you know a, a donut with pills in it. You know, like if the guards like me, he's not going to be able to turn down a donut. I would think that if they have a guard, the guard's going to be per- patrolling the perimeter of the building. Not I think inside. he won't be on the inside. I don't think they have a guard on the inside. And Ooh, I've never think, seen a guard on the outside. And I think all you really need to pull this off is. You don't worry about the alarm. You just have this your inside man grabbing as many whatever Here's the thing. he can. And you just have a getaway van. Here's the thing. You don't the 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 guy inside the cab, this could be a one man job. 
you're just not moving as much product. You sell the cab with the person. Okay, you got to have someone sell the cab. So two people. Mm-hmm. You sell the cab to Guitar Center. They've got it in their used pile. Okay. So the guy inside the cab, the guy, the guy inside the cab comes out in the middle of the night when the guard's not watching. Stuffs guitars in the cabs. Stuffs guitars in the cabs, closes the cabs, and then figures out how to sneak out of the shop without anyone noticing. Come, you come back the next day, put down your money to buy the cab before the, 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 the 30 day like cop check on it or whatever's up to make sure the cab's not stolen. You buy your own cab. That's full of guitars that you stole that have been sitting in that shop for 30 days waiting for you to pick it up. Oh, my god! But gosh. what if you – so you're saying if you if you come in the next day and put cash down, it's like first come, first – like it's like you're putting down dibs. With the moment they list that thing, you have to go in and you have to buy it because if you don't buy it, then someone's going to buy an Ambag cab full, full of guitars. guitars. <laughs> like, it didn't work anymore. I mean, so if, you, if you want to get the most dollar value out of this – you you shove it full of small stuff that's expensive, like pedals, pedals, ribbon mics, mm. stuff like that. Stuff you can sh- ship on uh, Reverb and eBay. Just stack really a quick. bunch of Strymons in there. Yeah, <laughs> who checks serial numbers on Strymons? People who buy Les Pauls, they'll write down the serial number somewhere and be like, we had this conversation earlier, insurance and stuff like that. Yeah. But you shove that Ampeg cab full of pedals, and like I said, expensive microphones and things like that. That's going to be knocking on your door. We did it. We did it, guys. We figured out the heist. I'm still thinking all you really need is the distraction guy and two other guys, one with an ele- like a high, like a fast, quiet electric screwdriver, another guy with diagonal covers. All you're doing is removing necks. While shreddy guy is going, music's going, you're removing necks with screwdrivers. You're using the the clippers to cut the strings off, and you're stealing the necks and bodies separately. So like a one, neck, like one neck and each pant leg, mm-hmm. and a like a body. You're like got a fat suit. You've got a body in the front, body in the back, covered in a layer of fat suit. Yeah, you don't even need a fat suit. Just wear a. What? Yeah, because you only this dude. This, I got a hoodie over here that I could probably fit four bodies under and still look like a normal person. Man, by the time you guys done all this, I could have made you a few guitars already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then we'd have to pay for them. This is a heist, dude. Or you're you gonna need, be paying for it when need, the police come. Which you're you're if, you're doing, if you're unbolting necks, then you're not getting bolt on. I mean, you're not getting set necks. Which you're, are you're missing a lot of expensive stuff. Yeah, but you can still like just steal all American Fenders. That's still like yeah. a sixteen. You can 15, grab a couple like Ibanez gems. There's you know bolt-on PRSs and stuff yeah. like that. B- and it's only four, it's yeah. four screws and wire cutters to get it broken down. So electric <laughs> screwdriver, <laughs> and then snip, snip, snip. Leg down the pant, or neck down the pants. Legs go in pants, but in this case, it's going to be a neck down the pants and then body under your shirt. That's a single person grip. Dude, Jinko jeans. Jinko jeans. No one's going to fit like eight necks and a pair gonna, of Jinko jeans. They're going to see you walk through the front door and they're like, that guy's headed to the DJ section. <laughs> nope. You're going to take a detour through the guitars. guitars. You're going to have a Santa's elf hiding in the leg of your pants <laughs> to do the work for you. He's going to open his little pocket. Yep. He's going to unzip his screwdriver. Yeah. Zoop, zoop. 
Yep. You're going to be standing there and he's going to open up a little zipper like by your knee, reach out to un- pants. to unbolt the neck and then pull the body into the pant leg and no one will see it. Your hands will be up here playing guitar. No one sees the Santa's elf in your leg doing the stealing can i see this video or is it, this is no it's just a screenshot so we so the thing that got me thinking about dismantling the guitars which you could even do if you really want to have fun is do it all small on the small you don't even steal guitars just go in and clip the strings steal the pick guards with the pickups in place and then do the stratosphere thing and just sell loaded pick oh, guards man uh, the problem is, is it's not a high enough dollar value, but I, so I used to work when actually when Ryan, yeah, and I, you could really easily steal strap buttons from lots of guitars from guitar center and get away with it. No one would catch you. Like you just walking with a screwdriver. You're sitting there playing. Doo, 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 doo. Got myself some strap buttons. I don't, I, there's Do not enough turn around there. Cost? Like a, like 50 cents. So pretty so, much. It's a, it's so a numbers was, game, dude. You have to steal all the strap buttons. When I was uh, when I was in college, uh, what you doing? Um, borrowing strap buttons. When, <laughs> when you walk out the door, full of strap buttons and screws. When I was in college, I worked the UCSD bookstore loss prevention, uh-huh. and we had a guy who stole several uh, MacBooks. Oh, yeah? And the way that he did it is he would go into the computer section, he would grab the box uh, that it was in, and then he would he figured out the one spot in the store that did not have camera coverage. And he would go over there and sit down um, and open the box and then just take the laptop and shove it down the front of his pants. Huh. Because most of the, like, especially with the, in the case of laptops, like the box it is in is really big. big because laptop's it's real small. Styrofoam and whatever, but the laptop itself is really small. So that that's what got me thinking about like let's just take these guitars apart. Yeah, in two pieces, it's half the size. I mean, to be Why fair, don't we just resort to the laptop idea. Don't they have laptops? They do sale? have <laughs> laptops. We should just be stealing the laptops. I mean, I think kind of in this scenario, gear, I don't know. Like I have like this is betraying some of the stuff I said, but I think in this scenario, like the kid in the video is probably taking that guitar home to play it. He's probably not taking home to sell it and like. I don't know. No, he's definitely he's trying to sell it. it. You think so? Yeah. You don't steal stuff for yourself like that. Why would you, you like, steal a seventeen hundred dollar guitar when you could wash like five he, cars and buy a Squire? How many cars does it take to buy the seventeen hundred dollar guitar? Though maybe he really wants it. I don't five know. times seventeen. <laughs> Okay, you guys think he's a hardened criminal? I just think he wants a guitar. Okay. I don't think it's this is a kid. I think that's an adult. In the video, he kind of carried himself like a kid, but maybe it's an an adult, adult. an adult, as Steve. Maybe said. you just think he's immature, but duh, he's stealing a guitar from Guitar Center. I don't know if it was Guitar Center. It was, yeah. I, I in the ad I was looking at it in a error in the article that I read. It did. Oh, it says right here, which says they show a man walking to Guitar Center in North Fort Worth. Oh, well, there you go. And literally pocketing a guitar. So to be fair, uh, I I just realized with my scheme with the Ampeg cab, um, they do have security cameras. I'm assuming that run all night. Oh yeah. So you're gonna have to run some sort of heist move to disable the cameras. I'm assuming to replace the footage with some kind of repeating loop. Oh my gosh. That's what I'm so saying. You're you going to have to have a man on the inside. I'm saying you don't even need, right? Like you don't slow play it. You just get the guy in, have him steal everything. And then 
just finish it that because night. Because it doesn't matter if they see the footage or not if you got away with the, the stuff. Yeah, just have... If your, they see some dude loading stuff in the cab, it's all over. Just have your dude wearing a ski mask or whatever so you can't be identified. Yeah. And just put a van out the back. You got the... The alarm goes off, but let's be honest. Like, Minivan, what? specifically. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Maybe an Aerostar. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah. Or an Astrovan. Maybe a light blue uh, Dodge, Dodge Caravan. Caravan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the wood siding, wood panel siding. Did yours yeah. have the wood panel siding? No, oh. mine didn't have the panel siding. Every now and then I see one of the those still on the road, side. and I can't believe it. Yeah. That's, my, that's what we had when I was a kid. I, we had an 88 Plymouth Vo- Grand Voyager with Ooh. a wood panel siding Man. in maroon, except it was probably like yeah. Burgundy or some fancy name. <laughs> some or, fancy or, name like Burgundy. <laughs> Midnight wine. Midnight wine. <laughs> That's a fender color, dude. I know. It wasn't midnight wine. It was I think it was either it was like a maroony burgundy kind of a thing. Yeah. Burgundy mist. Surprisingly burgundy purple. Mist, yeah. Instead of burgundy. Yeah, it was not burgundy mist. Uh last ad, and then we can get out of here. Custom built fender has a squire neck. I am not very knowledgeable about the pickups other than to our regular fender. I think then it does have a humbucker one thought I would learn to play it, but don't pick it up much. Had a friend who, who please check it out. And he liked the way it plays $250 just in time for Christmas. It has a bottle opener on it it's and not- it has flames. It's that's a pretty easy sell. I'm going to, I'm going to say like, this is a good pinstripe. It's got job. a tele bridge. It's it a strap a t- with a tele bridge. This thing's been modified. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but this thing's been changed from its original form. I'm certain of it. And it's called Frankenstrat. I think here here's my thing about this. I suspect that this was like a hundred and seventy-five dollar guitar brand new, if not cheaper. Maybe Steve can figure out the exact model. I seem to remember that you know what? No, they they stripped the paint off of this because it's got that ugly uh banding in the armrest. Oh yeah. yeah. Laminate. Yeah. So they stripped whatever paint was on this and then they refinished it with this kind of like candy orange. It appears to possibly have had a stock telly pickup on it. Or telly bridge combo with a humbucker in it though. You think that's stock? I guess we're not looking at the backside of the guitar but so we can't make the argument if it had a trim cavity or not. Yeah. But I will say that it doesn't have a route for the switch cavity. No, but they they put out it's a no guard instrument. They put out some guitars that were no guards, though. Yeah, the knob placement is very unusual. It is. It is there is any kind unusual. of like signs of a cover up of Not old really. holes or anything like that? No, you kind of see the wood grain through the flame. There's a hot rod flames on it with pinstriping and a a big metal bottle opener. A Frankenstein decal on there. This it's, just needs to hang up in a man cave next to a pool table. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's, and be your bottle opener. It's got it. a black uh, Telecaster humbucker bridge thing going on. Like the like it's got the big metal plate that's been cut to hold a humbucker in it. And then two Strat singles. And that humbucker is a zebra. Yeah. Well, it's a neon zebra. It's, yeah, it's that's what, neon that's neat. green and black. Which looks really great with the pinstriping. I, this is, you know, I usually I poo-poo stuff that it's is very intentional. Is like modified squires that are being sold above their value. But I kind of feel like the work is here. 
I think I, look, I highly doubt anything was done to the frets like that. No, I look. There's some really rough stuff here in the finish. Yeah, on the lower horn here, like really goopy looking clear coat. Yeah, but it's totally like a oh, oh there we go a hot rod guy or like a a bike guy doing a custom finish job. He's like, oh, I'm gonna do a guitar this project. Is, this is a piece. That's a wall hanger that I could see someone paying two hundred bucks to hang it in their man cave, like you're saying, as gross as I think man caves can be. It's a man cave guitar for sure. Definitely on a wood paneled wall. Yeah, in a basement. Yeah, with a pool table with like a Budweiser lamp above that. Yeah, there's like a neon sign for beer that the guy doesn't even drink, but like he needed a neon sign. Yeah, thing. yeah. He goes down there all alone and hangs out in his man cave and just looks Wishing at all this he, stuff. He had friends. Wishes his wow. friends could come over, but they can't because they're this busy getting, with their families. This is dark. <laughs> but he's busy with his family. They're busy with their families. They can't hang out, but he's got this space that he built, like imagining that they were all going to hang out and watch the but game. But every you year. Know? On New Year's, they all come over. Yeah, but then they all hang out upstairs because that's where the this food is. This body is yeah. so interesting. Yeah, the body's really weird. It kind of reminds... It, at first, it made me think of that that Squire Strat that our friend Tyak had that was that orange color, but they definitely refinished this. Yeah. I thought was thinking it was like maybe some kind of Showmaster body, Um, but the, the switch and knob placement kind what of... What if it's a parts body and they just put a squire neck on it i mean that's possible because the knob placement is throwing me way off yeah the knob placement is wrong for like a showmaster Ooh, Ooh here's the thought you guys are gonna know this stuff there's a little bit of an edge right here makes me wonder if they put a false top on it where like but the fact the little bit of the that. shadow here, like it looks like there might be a little bit of a difference. Uh, it totally no, looks that, like it's and look at the placement. Look at where the strap button is. It looks like it's too far deep. I mean, we're doing some serious like enhancing of this photo CSI enhance, style. Enhance, enhance, enhance. No, I think that's just uh, from the stripping. Yeah, it's you're a, right because then it does have that banding in the armrest. It's a sloppy strip. Trust me, I know what a sloppy strip looks Steve like. Steve knows sloppy stripping when he, when he sees it. But, but then, like it, the, the routes for the 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 pickups in the middle and the neck are so weird too. Like, they're very precise and very accurate to the pickup size. Right, but I haven't ever seen that kind of route on a Squire before. Yeah, it's bizarre. Something is fun. Something funny is up here. I can't because of the quality of the art is winning me over as far as like oh yeah someone someone could buy this. You should put a bit up on it. I'm not going to. I don't want it. 150 bucks. It would look great on the wall. <laughs> I need a guitar with a bottle opener on it. Oh. This it's, is a Squire 2 body. What does that mean? Oh, like like an like an early Squire? This is like a MIK body. Probably possibly. But he's got like this Infinity neck on it. It's a different neck. The neck doesn't match the body. Yeah. Show me what you're looking at, Steve. Uh, that would make more sense. I'm looking at this guitar. Whoops. Sorry. It's just sorry, microphone. Sorry, microphone stand. Um, and that would make sense because that would be a... Pl- that's why it's a... That yeah, would, those the were knobs, plywood bodies. The knobs and the switches are in the right places, and it has that route on the single coils. Yup. I think you've, you saw... What about the bridge? Is it a hardtail bridge, or does it look like a trim? It's a trim, so they probably block something off. They're not showing us the back of this. It's yeah. probably, it probably a just has a cover. Big open hole. 
It probably just has a cover yeah, on it. Yeah, might has it yeah. might have a cover on it, yeah. But it's a actually a fairly beautiful Gretsch, like transparent orange. Yeah. I mean I think if you saw this in person, You'd like go, uh, the grayness of the wood and the armrest there and like these bits of, of goopy clear finish around the edge. It's I don't know if you know this. It's hard to sand and polish around in the lower oh horn my there. Gosh. That's why I, I quit. I don't know if you knew that as like a guitar builder, but I can I'm telling you as someone who's oh, like I've stripped tried to refinish two guitars in my life. You know what I do? What? I run the bodies through a thickness sander, only if they're that like overseas poly. Uh-huh. It doesn't come up the paper. It sands that. And then I go to the drum sander and I sand the sides. Yeah, the drum sander. And then after that I actually reroute the finish off of the round over. What? The best that I can. That's crazy. So you have like that, you have a routing not, you have a routing blade that's got the perfect curve on it. Yeah, that's because you used it for done. the body already. Yeah. That's crazy. So you kind of touch it up with that and then you hand sand. And then I use a lot of scraping like razor scraping. I don't have the patience what to is do this it right. For doing what? Stripping you see square how go- and you see how goopy out. like the finishes in the inside the horns. Yeah. It's really hard to hand sand and hand polish in, yeah. inside the horns, which is why my strat is so goopy and lumpy uh, in those areas. Like that's you said, what, if you guys got questions up about like. projects, since you have so much time, mine's actually oh my gosh, mine's actually me. so torn up. I've been so bored. I have nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, maybe tonight you can sleep two hours. <laughs> that would be a dream come true. I might even have time to have a dream that would come true. <laughs> wow! Oh man, you want to wrap this up, Steve? Tell us about the song. Yeah, this week's song was sent by uh, Stephen Malaysia. He says he's in Asia. In Malaysia. Oh, he's in Malaysia. So he's in Asia. Right. He's in the Malaysia, which is in Asia. Uh, he says, uh, "Hi guys, I've been listening to the pod about six months, and thought I'd send in a couple of the tracks from the old Cape projects I used to participate in on the Wreck Pit and Mixer Man forum. I don't know what those are." Uh, he said, "We used to sign up, tell them what we could do. We'd be split into teams." Uh, with people designated for all the roles necessary to create a tune from scratch in a couple of months. It was all done via uh, file transfers, forums, and the odd Skype session. He said, the Hinterland tune is called When You Couldn't Believe, which that's the one we're doing. It's, called, it's Team Hinterland. Uh, when, you, when You Couldn't Believe. I'll write that down. When, uh, and it's from about 10 uh, years ago. I play one of the electric rhythm guitars and the solo at the end. Unfortunately, I've lost the details of my collaborators because the forum went down a couple years, a uh, year's ship. I don't know what the, okay. Maybe that's a thing. Uh, all I recall is that the singer was in Tasmania. The songwriter and Chapman stick player was in the States as was the other guitar player. And I'm in Malaysia. we got a Chapman stick player on I this guess one. So. What? So uh, he says, I've got quite a few of these that were all released under open source, no derivatives licenses, and were available for download until Mr. Seraphin uh, decided to pull the plug a couple years back. Who I guess Mr. Seraphin is the guy who ran the site. Sure. Sounds um, like So this actually sounds really cool. It's a collaboration piece between one of our listeners and a bunch of randos. I'm interested to hear a Chapman stick in a in a band scenario because I usually only see him like at a county fair. That's true. Like That's playing true. music that sounds like cantina band music from Star Wars. Chapman stick. What is it? It's a big stick with like, like a rain stick. It's like, like, no, it's like an 18 string guitar. But they play it without storming it. It's all tapping. 
Oh, and it's got bass yeah. strings and guitar strings can, on it. I've seen guys strum it, but they don't typically. It's like they might. Sounds like, like a piano, actually, kind of. It kind of is like why don't you just play piano? Yeah, but I've never seen it played in a band scenario, so I'm I'm interested to hear what this sounds like. It's very much like Ryan was saying, like it's a county fair jazz fusion kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, before we go into the song, you want to plug your stuff. Tell people where they can find your guitars. We didn't do that last episode. My guitars. Yeah. They can find us at jenningsguitars.com or Instagram, jenningsguitarco. That's a good one. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. I would go to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> There's some small demo videos there, but I hope to do more. Sure. All right, but. guys. Thanks for watching, listening, all Woo! that. Enjoy the song. Goodbye. Bye. Welcome to this house of cards Every pleasure waits within The money's free and the girls are cheap You're not caught, it's not a sin, no, no Roll the dice just one more time When a black is sure to win It doesn't matter to people find you